Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Khan. If a person is able to really become more conscious of how they listen and they work to improve that one skill, it's amazing what will happen with your interactions with other people. Today on episode 557 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with the president and co-founder of Performance Support Systems, Meredith Bell. I'm going to ask Meredith how consultants should use listening to improve the results for their clients and their own result as partners with other consultants. You can find out more about Meredith along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Are you building your own business after a long career as an employed professional? Listen to our show Going Solo, also found on our website, smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Meredith Bell. Meredith is co-founder and president of Performance Support Systems, a global software company. Their award-winning assessment and development tools help leaders and team members become more effective performers. Many clients have done business with her company for more than 20 years. Meredith is author or co-author of two books. Her solo book is Strong for Performance, Create a Culture with Learning and Development Programs that Stick. She co-authored Connect with Your Team, Mastering the Top 10 Communication Skills with Denny Coates, her business partner of 30 years. Meredith, welcome back to the show. It's great to have you on again. Oh, David, thank you. I'm excited to be back with you again. It's been quite a while. It's been a while since you were on. Congratulations on your newest book. And thank you for uh, getting me a copy so I could read it before we record this. Why did you decide to write it? Well, as you mentioned, Denny Coates, and actually we have a third business partner, Paula, and I have worked together for 30 years. And that entire time, we've been really focused on communication skills and what does it take to form really solid relationships and we have products that are around this but we had never put it together all in one place in a single book and we just see all of the pain that's out in the world in the workplace at home around the lack of communication skills and we just felt there was a need to put all of our vast experience and knowledge in one place now do you find that it's odd that there are lack of communication skills in an era when there's so many tools available to communicate well it isn't odd to me david because for one thing our education system does not teach communication skills. People learn it as they go. And some of the technologies that we have now, like texting, you know, all the instant messaging kinds of tools, including email, don't take the place of interpersonal, you know, communications where we're actually talking to somebody else and reading their body language and their facial expressions and they're you know, paying attention to tone of voice. All of those things are missing in these written exchanges that, that we do. And to really form a healthy, you know, truly positive relationship with someone else, there has to be more than some of these technology tools that we have available. 
Yeah. Now, you, it's interesting that you mentioned that communication isn't taught in schools. Why do you think that is? There's just been an emphasis over the years on the academic part, you know, the reading math. And I'm not saying those are unimportant at all. They're critical. But there's just never been a focus on teaching people how to listen, teaching people how to give feedback, for example, or how to receive feedback. And so the first, you know, modeling we have of this is at home. And unfortunately, our parents didn't have training in these areas either. And so they, everybody's doing the best they can. But as you well know, anyone who's listening to this knows that we can accidentally, you know, step on people's toes, uh, offend them because we aren't comfortable with really knowing some of the best ways to go about interacting with other people. There's just not been the focus on that anywhere that I've ever seen in our school systems. So what are some of the basic things that people need to know to improve their communication? One of the most, I call it the foundation skill, David, is listening. That willingness to be fully present with someone else and notice when they need to talk to us and then setting aside other things so that we can give them our full attention. If there's a a big takeaway for today, I would say if a person is able to really become more conscious of how they listen and they work to improve that one skill, it's amazing what will happen with your interactions with other people. And the reason for that is most of us think of listening as waiting to take our turn, you know, or waiting to refute what someone's saying or, you know, throw in our opinion or tell our own story. And so it's very rare to encounter someone who's truly focused on learning what it is you have to say and values it in a way that at the end of the conversation, you feel elevated. You feel, you know, like, wow, I'm so glad I spent time with that person. It takes effort, you know, to do that. And it takes setting aside our own interests, our own focus at the moment. And of course, being able to listen well has a lot to do with an awareness that this person in front of me needs to talk about something right now. So, you know, a lot of times we can have just a regular conversation where it is back and forth, but other times someone really needs to tell us something and we need to be willing to communicate to them, you're the most important person in my world at this moment. And that takes practice. You know, that doesn't come naturally for us, but it is huge in terms of how the other person feels at the end of the conversation. What are the consequences, Meredith, of someone not listening effectively? Well, it can cause tension, you know, irritation. (laughs) There's so many negative consequences because... And so often we're wrapped up in our own thoughts, right? I've done this to my husband more than once. 
And, you know, so it's a lifelong skill that we're working to master. I don't pretend to have mastered it, but it's something I've worked on a long time because there have been situations where he is saying something to me and my mind wanders. And then if he asks my opinion, I have to say, "Uh oh, I um, I let my mind wander there for a minute and I didn't hear what you were saying. That's better than pretending <laughs> that you heard someone. But it's important to catch yourself because if if I did that on a regular basis, pretty soon he might just quit talking to me. So one of the negative consequences is you don't get information that you need to have from someone. And in a work situation, that can be really, you know, consequential because if let's just say you're a manager who has a tendency to shut people down. And this happens all the time where the manager is so busy doing things that when somebody comes, the message that gets sent by the body language or facial expression is, I don't want to be bothered right now or keep it short. And so people give the minimal or they won't even approach this person with information that's needed to make decisions to move forward, to get the results that they're looking for. So it can have a a negative impact, not just on the relationship, but also on what gets accomplished. I would imagine for consultants, being able to listen effectively is a critical skill set. Well, it's huge because someone in a consulting role, especially if they're talking to, let's say, a potential client, they need to kind of listen between the lines. They need to be able to ask follow-up questions to go deeper with certain things that they hear. And someone in a coaching role, it's a similar thing. You, you don't take at face value what someone says. You ask questions to find out. And I think that's a key aspect, David, of listening and also just good communication skills is being willing to ask more questions than offering up opinions. Because a key thing that we can do for others is helping them learn to think for themselves. And this starts you know, with parents. Instead of always giving the answers to ask questions, well, what do you think? That's sort of an overall question that, that serves so many purposes. You know, what do you think we ought to do now? Well, what do you think would be the right approach here? Or what do you think the best options are? So you get the other person to think about, well, what could happen if I chose A? Well, then what might happen that I would like and what might happen that I wouldn't like? So someone in a consulting role, you know, would naturally need to be able to ask questions like this to find out what the real issues are and what the potential solutions might be. Now, given the fact that consultants are typically brought in to solve problems that can't be solved internally, how frequently do you find consultants tending towards trying to give advice and give instructions versus asking these probing questions and leading clients through questioning to a better place? Well, the most effective ones that I know ask lots of questions. And, you know, sometimes it's appropriate to, based on their own experience and, you know, accumulated knowledge 
over time with working with lots of different kinds of organizations, they've got this accumulated wisdom that the client wants to tap into. And of course, that can be very appropriate if there's certain guidance that needs to be provided. But it's usually most effective to start out with questions that cause people to even feel uncomfortable for a little bit of time, but to really require them to think through things before jumping in too quickly with an answer, because that can create dependency on, you know, the part of the the client. They rely on that consultant to provide them with answers. But in fact, it's really better if the consultant can help, you know, facilitate people coming up with solutions. To me, one of the best things a consultant does is they come in with this fresh perspective. They haven't been in the weeds with you know the struggles. And so usually the client, the folks there are so close to the problem. And, it, and the consultant's role is often to just help them step back and, and be able to see some things that they had been blind to before and didn't even realize were either opportunities or even challenges that were getting in their way. Meredith, what's an example of how you have used effective listening to help guide a client? Well, let me share an example with you. This is actually guiding Denny in our company. (laughs) Paula and I, this is many years ago, but it's a, a good illustration of what can be done to listen and then help support someone in their own listening. Denny had a habit because of moving fast, of interrupting us or finishing our sentences or, you know, just generally being impatient with us. We could see it in his in his body language. And so we were giving him feedback about that and saying, you know, it doesn't work well for us because you don't always know what we're going to say. And finishing our sentences doesn't meet our need. So we worked out some ways to coach him and support him without lecturing him as he was working to improve this area because he didn't want to create problems for us. He wanted to get better. And so we did two things. One is... If we were in an in-person meeting, we would just hold up our hand if he started to interrupt. That would be his cue to not talk (laughs) and let us finish. The other thing we did, because we all work remotely now and have for a number of years, is we would simply say, please let me finish or I'm not done yet. And that you know, without saying it sarcastically, right, or critically, but just saying it matter-of-factly was, again, and it's something we use with each other to this day because there are times when, you know, we're both, all three of us can get very excited about a project and one is talking and it generates an idea in the other person and we want to jump in. And so we say this to each other, I wasn't finished yet or I need to, I'd like to finish this point. And that serves as a really good cue to the other person. Okay, hold off on your idea. Write it down if you need to so you don't forget it. Let this person finish. So it that's part of it is recognizing 
when it's time to let somebody finish. But in terms of how I've used this with a client, it's often to ask more questions, to pay attention to things that they seem to be hesitant to discuss, or they're bringing up something that I detect is probably not the real issue. And so I will simply throw out this idea, you know, or a question. It sounds like you're concerned about X, but I'm also hearing that you have some concerns about this other thing over here. Am I picking up that correctly? Giving them the opportunity to say yes or no, because part of good listening isn't just sitting silently and talk on and on and on. There is an interactive part of it, and that consists of clarifying along the way, okay, here's what I'm hearing you say. Do I have that right? And you're giving them the opportunity to correct any part that you might not have gotten right. Sometimes people think, David, that, you know, good listening means saying back verbatim what somebody has said. That's not it. It's, did I get the meaning of what you're saying? Did I get the feelings you're expressing? Did I get the overall message you're trying to convey? And if I say it back in my own words, then that lets the person know if I've really understood it. I'm not just parroting it back but I've really got it. And I have a sense of what it is they are wanting to do. Yeah. The other thing that I've done with, with someone when I'm listening is affirming the positive aspects of who they are, because, you know, this is something we all have a desire for. Every human being seeks to be understood and affirmed and it just doesn't happen we get criticism so much more than we get affirmation so if as i'm listening to somebody i can get a sense of something good that i'm hearing from them some idea they've had or anything to affirm then i i make a point of speaking up and pointing that out you know meredith i'm really glad you you brought up both how consultants need to use listening when they're working with clients and also how they need to use listening when they're working with partners. Because one of the struggles that I see a lot with consultants is navigating different kinds of partnership relationships. So there's some that have formal business partnerships like you do, uh, where they have legal partners in a multi-consultant firm. Mm-hmm. Other times they're involved in strategic partnerships, like two consultants might join forces to bid on a particular project. Right. And sometimes when they're doing that, they act as equal partners. Sometimes one consultant is the lead and another one is a subcontractor. And there are all these different permutations of how these kinds of partnerships play out. And being able to navigate them successfully is really important to being able to build a successful consulting or coaching business. Absolutely. And, you know, David, the bedrock of all of that, you know, is is trust and mutual respect. And again, it goes back to how well are we able to communicate with each other about what's important to us and be able to speak up. There was a situation recently when Paula and I were working on this project together and she had had done something in a particular way with a graphic because she does a lot of our design work. And I had pointed out something to her 
and she changed it. And then the next day when we were talking, she was explaining why she had done it that way the day before, but she didn't bring it up at the time we were talking about it. And she was deferring to me. And, you know, so this is, I'm bringing that up, that example up because she and I love each other. You know, we've, we've worked together now for 30 years. We have a great relationship. And yet still there are times when, for whatever reason, the mindset you're in at a given moment, when you might be hesitant to speak up and state your opinion or your position for fear of upsetting or, you know, creating conflict or for whatever reason, we're hesitant. Part of it has to do with our own confidence in the relationship or confidence in our ability to explore ideas instead of I'm right, you're wrong kind of thing. And so it's an ongoing growth process in for both individually, you know, ourselves. And, and she and I had an opportunity to really talk about why do you think the dynamic went the way that it did? There was another time she and I were at a convention together and she had brought up something and I was saying, well, I'm not sure we should do that. And we were getting off literally on the wrong foot about it. And we both stopped in our tracks, looked at each other and said, let's start over. <laughs> so, you know, it's this ability to have awareness and recognize when things are, are coming off the rails for whatever reason and say, you know, can we start this conversation over again? Let's look at you know, what your opinion is, what my opinion is, and, you know, how can we better understand where each other is coming from? Yeah, I think that's actually an important point. Well, it is because, you know, I don't want to give the impression I've arrived. It's a constant learning, (laughs) but we at least have these, you know, skills The other thing is when people are willing to be honest with us, we have that opportunity to grow and learn. David, something happened to me 20 years ago with my daughter, who was about 16 at the time. In high school, she had been babysitting for a neighbor. She had had an issue with one of the kids. She came home and was telling me about it. And everything I know about listening, I guess I threw out the window because I got into problem-solving, solution-giving mode, I kept jumping in because my, you know, as a parent, you don't want to see your child suffer. And I was trying to be helpful. And she finally looked at me and said, mom, I've already solved this. I already, you know, came up with my own solution. All I needed for you to do right now was listen. And I've never forgotten that. And I was so grateful for her being honest with me and saying that to me as opposed to standing up and stomping off or, you know, doing something where it just cut off. Instead, she held up a mirror to me and reminded me, that's not how I want to be right now. And so if we can have that attitude of how can I be with this person right now so that I am my best self and I'm available in whatever way they need right now. At at the same time, taking care of what I need, thinking about, you know, consultants working with other consultants or with a client, I think there's that balance we always have to have as we look at forming relationships that are based on honesty and openness. Yeah, well, well said. 
Meredith, we've spent a lot of time today talking about listening and the importance of listening. Uh, in your book, you do mention the top 10 communication skills. If somebody wants to go deeper with what we have discussed today or get a copy of your book or reach out to you to learn more about all of these important communication skills, what's the best place for them to go to? Great. Well, we actually have adapted the chapter on listening into a free ebook, and that's available on our website, growstrongleaders.com slash free. And our book, Connect With Your Team, is available on Amazon. And of course, I would welcome any questions or comments that people might want to share. And my email address is meredith at growstrongleaders.com. Meredith, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be with us again on Smashing the Plateau. And congratulations again on your book. My guest today has been the president and co-founder of Performance Support Systems, Meredith Bell. Thank you again, Meredith, for joining us. Thank you, David. It's my pleasure to be with you. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, You'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today we learned why listening is one of the most important communication skills and much more. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.